Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Kim, Marcy, and Katie. We are three women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. So grab your chair, come sit at our table, and let's talk. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. This is Marcy. I will be hosting today, as always, the lovely Kim and Katie. Ladies, how are you? Kim, let's Doing start good. with you. Let's oh, start with wow. you, Kim. What's going on? I'm partly amazing and partly like my head is spinning. I'm cr- surrounded by dogs. You, no one else can see, but Lily May is laying behind me. And on the floor next to me, there's little Rocky. Oh, he's so peaceful. And like for a puppy, he's pretty mellow. Well, he's exhausted himself uh, playing with Lily all, all morning. So you timed talk- it well for the podcast. I've been, I was trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was really you, trying. You have to, we, we're in the final week. We have kittens as some people know at our house right now. I'm, I'm, I'm fostering um, a mom and her three babies. And this is their la- This is their home stretch with us. Um, they'll be going to their actual homes the first week in May. And they are so fun right now. And so sweet that it's, we're, we're just now getting to the point where it's going to be hard to say goodbye. Cause like for the first four or five weeks of the process, I was like, all right, I'll be done. Like changing cat litter five times a day when the time comes. Um, but suddenly they've like really bonded to us. And so it's like, Oh my gosh, these foster meet and greets that are starting to happen. I'm like, you better be really, really special. (laughs) Cause they sure are. I don't know how you do it. That's gotta be so hard. You know, I do it because I, here's the thing. If these cats don't have a place like this for a soft landing, some of them have nothing. Some of them get euthanized. So if me having a little bit of heartbreak means that this family does not get euthanized in a shelter, I will do this a hundred times over. And and that's always where I've sat with, from, from, you know, with, with that perspective. Wow. I have to say, it's kind of funny that you just said soft landing. <laughs> based on what happened last week that landing of that cat was not so soft oh, <laughs> oh see he's okay so the cats that actually live in this house don't get nearly the treatment that our foster cats do. Right? <laughs> oh, the, it's so funny how it's like you know how like when you're well if you have like if you ever babysat or if you have somebody else's kids at your house you're you're generally a little bit more patient with them yeah <laughs> and then with your own flesh and blood you're like don't do that. Just, I will yeah. throw you off the desk if I have to. And, and yeah, that's what happened. To, <laughs> and, that, and you do sweet potato had needed a little tough love in that moment. Oh, so. well, good stuff. Uh, not a whole lot going on for me over here. I mean, I guess new things in my life, just not pets. So I'm getting my new couch today. I'm very excited about that. Ooh. It was supposed to be a long wait, but it came sooner than expected. So fingers crossed. I like it. I really do not want to have buyer's remorse. Have you ever had that happen where you get something and you're like, that's not what it looked like. Totally. Well, I saw it in person. I'm just hoping that it's going to look good. Yeah. In my space. Yeah. Well, you, you have know, to show us on your stories. I want to see your couch. I will show you. Yes. So I've had buyer's remorse with a car, like picking the wrong oh. color of a car. And that oh, was, oh gosh, that was brutal, but I've managed. Katie, <laughs> so, wait, what, color, what color was it? Uh, it was a dark brown and it was a suburban. And so my, I didn't realize how much I hated it until my daughter pointed out a UPS truck and was like, mom, there's your car. And I was oh like, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Right. oh my gosh, it that's is a so UPS funny. truck. <laughs> so that's how I ended up picking that my new, my new vehicle that I'm going to get. I'm either getting black or I'm getting this blizzard white. 
because mm-hmm. the blue that I liked, I was really worried that I wasn't actually going to like it long-term. Mm-hmm. And I went back and forth and I'm like, you can't hate black or white. And so right. Right. I finally, was just like, I'm not going to, I'm not even putting blue on the list. Basically I'm going to get whatever vehicle shows up. I've been waiting since February. Oh my and gosh. So yeah. Whether black comes or blizzard pearl comes first, whichever one comes here first I'm taking, but I took mm-hmm. blue off the list. Cause I'm worried I'm going to hate it like really soon after blues are yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I've only ever had black or white. The only other color that I would get would be that like gunmetal gray, which is pretty mm-hmm. neutral. Uh, yeah. Kim, it's interesting you said that because I was walking by one of those Genesis. Oh, that was one of the things that was on your list, right? Yeah, I love that. Was, that that was yesterday. So ironic that we're having this conversation because I was like, what did Kim ever end up getting a car? So what are you getting? I'm getting the Toyota 4Runner. Oh, yeah. I really, it's so funny. Now I see Genesis everywhere. I'd never seen one. That was the nicest interior of a car I've ever driven. It was so sweet, but they weren't even going to possibly be available till next December. Oh gosh. And I wasn't sure. It turned out like, wow, it was, once you get everything you want in a car, the price goes up substantially. And then they add the taxes and all the fees. And when I saw the price of the Genesis and knew I wasn't even going to be driving it till December, I was just like, it just didn't feel worth it. It just felt mm-hmm. like too much. I really wanted a car by August because my daughter will then be able to take my super sweet minivan with her to school next year. So <laughs> August was kind of my cutoff. And so I liked the Toyota and I like, it's, it's a better fit. Cause I want to do things like be able to like use it to haul my kayak and stuff like that. And I couldn't do that with the Genesis. So mm-hmm. yeah, good, good choice. choice. Whatever oh, shows right. up, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll have to uh, show it on your stories too. Can't wait to yeah. see. Yeah. Um, okay. So we are going to talk about summertime because it is coming up. It'll be here before you know it in some parts of the country, you know, California, people are already out by pools and in swimsuits. So it's not like it's, uh, too far away. And again, yeah, for some people it's already here. It feels like, so, We know that your social media feed is inundated with advertisements for quick fixes, detoxes, you know, all of those diets that you could do to get your quote unquote summer body Mm -hmm. and, you know, get in shape, have you feeling good and whatnot. So we are here to gently remind you that you do not have to buy into any of that and that likely it is going to do more harm than good. And yes, you may lose some weight, which is different than fat. We can talk about that too. But one, are you going to enjoy the process? Are you going to build habits that are going to last you a lifetime that will last you through the summer months? Or are you going to do this, you know, six, eight week bikini body challenge? And then, you know, once you're done, end up right where you were before you started because you have not built the lifestyle or the mindset to hold those results. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Kim, let's start with you. What are your thoughts? Well, my first thought is, um, to check yourself as far as expectations for what is possible between now and when you're hitting the beach, right. Or the pool. Um, because I think you're going to be in a much better place mentally if you get that right. Um, if you chase, you know, if right now, what are we at mid April? So if you're talking June, look around here, nobody's getting to the pool or the beach before June, Marcy. Okay. So I guess it depends on where you're at and maybe even later than that, where Katie's at, but you've got two months, you can make some really good progress in two months. You absolutely can. Where people tend to go wrong is they, um, expect too much. They don't see what they expect coming 
And so they tighten up even more and even more. And then they end up petering out so fast that they end up with nothing, right? It's that all or nothing. Like they go so hard, so fast that they end up not making any, any progress. So if you can think of, all right, we, I could say slow and steady, but even like medium, we don't even have to go super slow here. If you want to be a little more aggressive, you could be, but there's a whole lot of ground between extreme and, you know, slow and steady. Like there's a definitely room there for a little bit more of an aggressive pace. And I would say you could shoot for that. I love that. And for those who don't really know the difference, let's talk about what that looks like. So slow and steady would be what, maybe like a half a pound, half one a pound, pound per week, you know, something like that. I mean, I feel like even one pound is pretty quick. If I feel like one pound would be a good thing for like a pretty quick pace right now. That's kind of yeah. where I'm thinking when I'm thinking like you could be more aggressive. I'm thinking go for a pound a week. You go for a pound a week for from now until June, you've lost eight pounds. Sure. That's significant. Right? That mm-hmm. is significant, yeah. especially if you're strength training at the same time, like eight pounds can look like a lot, mm-hmm. you know? So and, yeah, to do that, you're going to have to have a really high degree of consistency guys, like to say like, okay, for two months, like I'm really like, I'm getting 90% or above consistency. Like that's doable. Mm-hmm. I can piggyback on the consistency part because I was thinking, Yes. That's usually the low hanging fruit. How can we be more consistent? And for most people, at least in my experience, it's making food more consistent because as the three of us know, that is the big dial mover when it comes to these shifts, it's about nutrition, right? And so I've got three suggestions for how you can make dieting more convenient, just based on food here. And the first one is, um, frozen produce. I love having frozen produce, frozen veggies, frozen, um, fruit in my freezer all the time because it never goes bad. It's always available and it takes minutes to prepare minutes from its frozen state to a smoothie or to something that you've warmed in the microwave. Um, it's completely accessible. It's easy. It's always available. And then the next one would be, um, pre-cooked foods. So thinking like rotisserie chicken, microwave rice, um, like kebabs at Trader Joe's, uh, something that is easy to store and cook. So it takes less than 15 minutes from the time you walk in the door starving, it's faster than just like picking, like, like doing, you know, Uber eats. You could just by accessing what is available in your refrigerator in that moment. Um, and third, I would say be aware of fitness friendly foods. Like you don't always have to eat at home. Sometimes you're, you are going to be forced to eat out. And rather than seeing that as a time where you just throw your hands in the air and say, screw it, look for a fitness friendly fast food chain. Um, off the top of my head, Chipotle is my favorite one. You can build your own bowl. Um, you can like be very precise with how much of what ingredient, even if you can't weigh measure it yourself, but how much goes into whatever meal they're building for you. Yeah. Uh, so that's my personal favorite. But if you don't have a Chipotle near you, I know there are places that are like, build your own salads, even Subway, build your own sandwich. Mm-hmm. You can be super mindful and get really dialed in even in those moments where you don't have the opportunity to cook for yourself, but keeping in mind that the more you can prepare foods at home, the better off you'll be. Love that, Katie. That was a fantastic rundown. Yes, absolutely. And (laughs) And I'm the one for meal prep, but I understand that everybody wants to meal prep. So like, I have to sort of like open the door for those of us who don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, you basically just described my life aside from (laughs) (laughs) from the, 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 uh, convenient, like fast food, because, you know, we, yes, we have Chipotle, but I kind of got out of the Chipotle habit and haven't had that in a while. 
Although I do love the Chipotle carnitas. Those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, however, look, I, and we, oh, you know what? Now I think about it. Yeah, we do have a Chick-fil-A. I've never been there either. So, but <clears throat> excuse me, the frozen fruits and vegetables, I live by convenience items. I live by, I mean, I, I do not do any meal prep either. It's just not my thing. I, mm-hmm. you know, yes, I suggested to everybody, but I feel like with the, the lifestyle that I have, you know, I work from home. So it's really easy for me just to like throw things together quickly. However, yes, those are all lifesavers. So don't let perfect be the enemy of good here. It is. And I think in the, in like the, the spring summer months, like those things are really enjoyable too, especially when it comes to smoothies. Cause a lot of times mm-hmm. people are like, Oh, like I don't want to be eating, you know, chicken breast or, you know, ground beef, like that kind of stuff, just like their appetite kind of changes. So I think mm-hmm. relying on those types of items is going to be really great. I know mm-hmm. Kim, like you put frozen berries into Greek yogurt, don't you? Yeah. So I'll tell you what my smoothie is. And then I have one more thing to add to Katie's list of like ways to be consistent. So my smoothie, I ate, gosh, I think I ate it almost every day last year from like this time all the way through August, maybe even longer. And it's Greek yogurt, liquid egg whites. They're pasteurized guys. You can eat them raw. They taste like nothing, which is why I prefer them to a protein powder. Um, Greek yogurt, that chia seeds, which I weigh because those can be totally cal- they're, they're calorie dense. Um, blueberries, strawberries, blackberries, banana. I think that's it. I think yeah. that's it. And you just blend it all up. It's got like 45 grams of protein. It is mm. so filling. Like it keeps me full many, 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 many hours. And you can make it really thick if you want to eat it with a spoon or you can make it a little thinner water. If that's the other thing, that's the thing that will help it be thinner or thicker, or you could use ice if you want it to be really thick. So I think yeah, it's that's- important to mention Kim, that you added fat to that smoothie in the chia seeds yes. too, and because fiber. it's and really easy. And the, mm. okay. Oh, yeah, so I don't not use fat, fat for you yogurt. could, but yeah. I don't, I use 2%. So that's one of the reasons. So it's filled with protein. It's got a lot of dietary fat or a good amount of dietary fat. Oh, and spinach. That's what I forgot, guys. It's filled with spinach. So it's got mm-hmm. the fiber um, from the chia seeds. It's got that volume from the egg whites and the spinach. So yeah, it's hitting all the, the buttons there for what's yeah. going to keep you full. Just don't neglect the fat. I think a lot of people make the mistake of doing like a smoothie light with everything fat-free. Yes. And basically what that does is it shoots your blood sugar up because everything is already basically processed, right? Your stomach and body have to do very little work to process a smoothie and it could lead to hunger in a very short amount of time if you don't add that fiber and fat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those chia seeds and like, like I said, you could use a 1% or even because it has the chia seeds, you could lower calories and do a 0%, but I've been doing a 2%. It's good. Mm -hmm. Keeps me full long. So here's the other thing I'll add to the list of how to be more consistent. I'll tell you guys a quick story. A friend of mine messaged the other day, really good friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours was one of my early in-person clients here in my gym. She lost 40 pounds the year she went from 39 to 40. Looks incredible. She's kept it off. She actually, she's continued to like, she's in great shape. And they were talking at one point last week about how she's kept it off. Like, because she's not yo-yoing back. It's been over five years now. And my friend was stunned to hear from this woman that she still eats the same thing for breakfast and lunch that she's eaten almost not every day, but almost every day for the past mm. five years has eaten the same thing for breakfast and lunch. And my friend is like, why would you do that? She's like, cause it's easy and it works. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just, I like it. It's easy. I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. So that's a really great strategy. Mm-hmm. There's that. a lot of literature that suggests that people 
who are able to eat the same meals consistently have more success in weight loss. And it's probably, as we talked about, taking the decision-making piece out of it is just one less barrier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe for a short amount of time, that's something that you could possibly lean into. That would be something that I would call like low hanging fruit. I think a Mm -hmm. lot of times we think that we're doing everything, but if you kind of take a look, if you really examine under a microscope, the things you're doing, there's probably some low hanging fruit out there to make you a little bit more consistent in ways that you didn't even realize. Other things would be like, if you normally have two beverages, two alcoholic beverages, when you're out, maybe you have one, if you have, you know, two sweet treats throughout the day, maybe you only, you, you go down to one. Um, couldn't you increase your sleep a little bit? Can you do something to offset stress a little bit? Picking one or two things from that category of the big dial movers, not every single one, but just inching it a little bit more, um, is something that I think is definitely a dial mover in a situation like this. Yeah. Love that. Well, and the other thing that I think is really important to share here, because those fad diets, like the detoxes, the, you know, the summer shreds, whatever it is that they're going to market it as is very like restrictive in nature. So like, what are we going to be cutting out? Let's cut out carbs. Let's cut out, you know, all of this. And I like what you were saying, Katie, that it's not necessarily about restriction. It's more about like reduction, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm just lessening what I am doing, but I am still keeping that in because that's going to allow for sustainability and enjoyment, which really is what we need if we want to get, be consistent enough to get results. Because Mm -hmm. if you are miserable, then, you know, yeah, you can white knuckle it for a couple of days. Like if you're lucky, you know, through Friday night and then all bets are off and you know, you're, you're overeating and you're off the plan. So finding a way to make it, yes, enjoyable, sustainable, but still allow for progress is really important. And having that abundance mindset that I don't have to give up anything, but yeah, what can I include? Can I include more sleep? Can I include more stress management? Can I include like more just like fun and enjoyment, right? So that I'm not just so focused on the dieting and the working out, but like I'm out there living my life where I'm not quite so focused on food. I find that to be very helpful. And especially this time of year when the weather is getting better, you know, we can be outside, we can be active and just engaging in activities that are going to add value and meaning and, you know, enjoyment to our lives, I think makes the whole process just a lot smoother for sure. So, um, Kim, I wanted to throw it back to you based on what you were saying earlier in regards to, um, excuse me, expectations. So can you talk a little bit more about that? And for example, like when we're talking how much weight loss can you see in this time, I think we also have to just put the caveat out there, like someone like myself who doesn't have quite as much to lose, like I'm probably not going to lose eight pounds by summer, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but someone who has a more significant amount, like, yes, maybe they do. So can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. It's always really important to keep that in mind. Um, you know, this is one of the things women are always like, why do men lose weight faster? Well, one of the main reasons is because they're just bigger and there's, they have, they have more body, right? And so if you're a really small woman looking to lose the last few pounds, it is not going to go as fast as somebody who has a lot more weight to lose and can there, and can reduce their calories pretty significantly because they're already big and eating more calories guys. So you've got to keep that in mind. If you're lean, looking to get leaner, it's going to be slower. If you have more to lose, it's going to be faster. It really is an important thing 
um, to look at. If you're in that lean, getting looking to get leaner kind of phase, you're also going to have to be even more adherent. And I know it's frustrating. Um, if you've been at this for a while and you're kind of like, I'm just kind of tightening up that last little bit before summer, that would be an instance that I might add cardio in for somebody. I don't add cardio in a ton. It is not my go-to tool, but where I do use it is for when somebody is kind of getting to the point where they're, they're really just trying to get that last little bit of fat off. Look, we need fat on our bodies guys. So I'm not saying like, you're not going to have any fat, but the last little bit that you want to get off, like we're just kind of really tightening things up. If the person is very lean, looking to get leaner, especially if they're petite, cause their calories are already pretty low and I'm not taking their calories any lower. That would be a time where I'd say, let's add in a cardio session. And that's what I mean. When I say add in cardio, I don't mean like every day, like add in one session and see like, how does that happen? How does that help? Um, it's like the, it's like the fine tool, right? So if you're like been digging with a shovel and now we just need a little bit of like fine tuning where that's where I would use um, a bit of cardio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is one of those like levers that you can pull or a card yeah. that you can pull out of your back pocket for sure. Yes. But not, but like you said, not something that you want to be doing every single day necessarily, mm-hmm. but, and one caveat to that, cause I actually got this question from a client yesterday who has a hard time getting her steps in, but she's like, you know, I'm just like feeling getting on the step mill today. Is that okay? I was like, yeah, it's absolutely fine. She said, could that count towards my steps? And I was, I said, you know, good question. I feel like if that's just what you want to do, instead of getting on the treadmill or going outside for a walk, then yeah, by all means do it. But like you were saying, Kim, if you are using cardio to expedite fat loss, then I see that separate from just like step count, non-exercise activity. Yeah. I always have people count, like whatever your activity is from the time you wake up to time to go to bed, whatever activity it's steps. I wouldn't say for somebody like generally every day to get your steps, like let's go get on the step mill. But if occasionally you do that, like it still counts, right? Like, cause Mm -hmm it's still movement is interesting. I got, I got a lot of questions about that this week, about like, does this count? Like so many different things. I'm like, literally it all counts from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, any movement you make, whether it's literally me, like I'm obsessively twirling my hair, like right. Your body counts that as movement. That is part of your need. And so however you move, it's going to count. But I do think there could, if people are, you know, and we're, people are really interesting like this they'll, they'll just keep adding more and more in and saying, it's just, you know, cause yeah, I would say, be careful with that. If you're going to add the step mill in occasionally, cause it's like what you feel like doing, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's what I feel like doing and do it an hour a day, every day. Right. Like I wouldn't do that, but sure. If you enjoy it, like do it sometimes. But I think more, what I was saying is I would not see if someone was implementing cardio Mm-hmm. to lose that last little bit, like we were talking about, right, I right. would not use that step mill session as like towards my daily step count. Oh, you would, I would. Okay. So I because I think would. it's, I think that would be on top of the like non-exercise expenditure. Interesting. I would just say, well, you know, in a person like that, I would probably have them trying to get more steps in, right. Yeah. So they would, they're not just going to be getting like 8,000. Maybe I have them getting 12,000. And for sure, I would have them include that in their step count. Like I wouldn't say like, do your step mail and get your steps in. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, but look, it can all work. I don't think there's any one right way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, moral of the story, move your body. Yes. <laughs> you know, move your body. <laughs> yes. So, and, and again, like that, that I will um, say that one last thing is it is so 
underrated. And I still think people don't really understand the importance of that non-exercise activity and that movement, like you were saying, Kim, whether it's just like standing, not sitting, you know, parking farther away, go, taking the stairs, it all adds up and it doesn't have to like accumulate as more stress on your body, yeah. like lifting, like more, you know, moderate or intense cardio would, uh, especially if you are going to be in a little bit more of an aggressive calorie deficit. Like if you want to take the faster approach, like we were talking about earlier. So yeah. yeah, make it easier on yourself, make it as less like stressful on your body as possible because there, and this is anecdotal, it's not scientific, but it has been shown that people who really ramp up the exercise, like, especially when it comes to the higher intensity stuff tend to get a little hungrier. So mm -hmm. if you're already eating less than maybe you would, if you were taking a slower approach, we want to mitigate hunger as much as possible. So that's what I would say, like try to just move more rather than like exercise more. And there is yeah. a difference between the two. I think, and to support that too, if that's something you're trying to do, or if let's say movement is not something that you can, you can add in right now, based on any number of things, really take a look at your food quality. If you're someone who consumes processed food at a pretty high percentage, I would say north of 20, 25%, and you're tracking macros and it's been fine and it's consistently worked for you, but you want to take it up a notch, take a little bit of time to really try to take a look. And again, under a microscope at your food quality. If you're someone who does go out to eat every day, what happens if you just prepare that one meal at home? That's it. That's the, your calories stay exactly the same, but instead of going through the drive-through and letting that be your like 20% for the day, come home and prepare something. But I, I always, when I had clients would tell them before you cut one more calorie, take a look at your nutrient density and see what that looks like because your body, it, a calorie is a calorie. Yes, we all agree, but your body will process things and feel things differently um, depending on what it is you're putting in. We've all talked about how, yes, you can eat Big Macs and lose weight, or you could try and put the same number of calories in your system with more micronutrient dense foods and see how that feels. See if you actually feel like you look better, if you feel better, if you can stay more consistent. So if you haven't already upped the uptick, the, the nutrient quality in your foods, and you kind of feel like you're at a plateau or your place you want to get into fifth gear, that might be something to look at too. I love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered pretty much, Kim, were you going to say something? Well, if we're wrapping up, I would say that the last thing I would, I would want to leave people with is just a reminder. And I know we're all on the same page with this. You don't have to lose weight this summer. Mm -hmm. You can stay exactly how you are and put on shorts, put on a bathing suit. Like you deserve to be out there enjoying your life. Don't feel pressured by all the talk that's around. And I don't want us to just add to that talk, right? We're talking about it. It's always such a catch 22. We're talking about it because we know people are looking for information and I want them to get good information versus mm -hmm. crappy information, right? But at the same time, I don't want us to be just another voice that is in people's ear making it sound like you should lose weight to put on your bathing suit and your shorts. And so I just feel like, I want us to say this out loud. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't need to lose weight to enjoy your summer. You do not need to lose weight to put on whatever kind of bathing suit you want to wear. You want to wear a bikini? You don't need to lose weight. Just put mm -hmm. it on. Like you can make the choice right now that you are adjusting literally nothing in your body for this mm -hmm. summer. Mm -hmm. I love that. And let me just put it out there that I personally, for one, if you're anything like me this summer, I will not be wearing a lot of the summer clothes I wore last year because they don't fit the body that I'm in right now. And that is 100% okay. I am not going into this next 90, 60, 90 day period making any nutritional adjustments. I did have to buy some different clothing 
And that's the end of that. And that is the story. And again, I'm not changing a thing. I don't feel guilty. I actually feel pretty flipping amazing right now. And uh, so I I hope that if you're listening to this podcast and you felt like we were encouraging you to necessarily go a certain direction, please just take a step back and and ask yourself, what is it that I want? What are my goals? Are my goals more food freedom and less food focus? Then a lot of these tools were probably not for you. And this part that Kim just started, this is for you. Yes. Love that, Katie. Well, let's end it there on a high note. So thank you as always, ladies. Great chat. And listeners, I hope that you got something out of this, whether it is I'm deciding to stay as I am, or you know what, I do have some goals that I want to work towards. And now I have a better understanding of how I can do that in a sustainable way. Both are amazing. Yes, ma'am. Ma'am. All right. right. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Thanks everyone. Bye everyone. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. If you liked this, if it was helpful for you, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review wherever you're listening. It really does help our work get in front of more people. Thanks so much for being here with you and we'll see you again next week.